This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. We're all together again after holiday travels and break. And lots to talk about here on this week's show. We're going to be joined here in studio on our next segment as well by former Husker Jay Foreman. And we'll hit on a number of issues. And uh, the first one, uh, actually, I talked to Jay about, but we'll, we'll talk about it here over the top, is staff movement on the on the, on the the staff here for Nebraska. Uh, Jovan DeWitt going to North Carolina, special teams coordinator, uh, outside linebackers coach. And I think the bigger question is, is this it? And I think I would tell you right now, no. I think you're going to see um, possibly another piece on this staff move as well. And um, the reality, I think, guys, is that is the trend in college football. Um, the days of having all nine or ten now of your assistant coaches stay on every year, it just doesn't happen. You're going to typically probably see a guy or two move and now with 90, 95% of recruiting done, um, January is when a lot of these things are going to happen. Now, Javon DeWitt, um, I, I think, you know, when you look at it, was he forced out? Um, was it mutual? Was it a little bit of both? Uh, you know, I, I think you could debate that topic. But the bottom line is special teams for Nebraska, outside linebacker play, were two of the more underperforming units. And they'll go in a fresh new direction. Um, what looks to be Mike Dawson probably making a return to, to Lincoln at this point. Yeah, and Dawson makes a lot of sense just in the in that continuity and relationships uh, and familiarity are so important to Scott Frost. I mean, that was one of the things that he prided himself when he assembled his staff here in Nebraska was the fact that he brought essentially everyone with him from Central Florida because he believes so much in um, you know having that type of relationship and dynamic within your coaching staff to where everyone is preaching the same message and guys are getting consistency no matter which coach they're talking to. And I, I think that um, that makes a guy like Mike Dawson, should he be the guy, um, makes total sense. The fact that, you know, I mean, he, he was with Frost at, at Central Florida and it's been a year at Nebraska, knows the lay of the land, uh, would be essentially a, a seamless fit back at that outside linebacker group. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, whatever future attrition happens, replacements are going to have, if they don't have a pre-existing relationship with Frost and the staff, they're going to be a guy like Tony Tuioti, who from the day that he interviewed, uh, you know, one of the first things Frost brought up was when, when I met him, it felt like, you know, he was with our staff from day one at Central Florida. And uh, it was just a natural fit on and off the field. So, uh, you know, there's gonna be candidates that are gonna be thrown around, you know, should more spots open up, but uh, how they click with the current staff that's already in place will be just as important as anything on their resume. That's the thing. It, it, it's all about fit. And I know anytime there's an opening, you know, the fans clamor for <clears throat> the five-star recruiting yeah, gangster, yeah, yeah, the, the elite, <laughs> yeah, the elite recruiter that's known across the country is, is getting anybody and everybody he wants to get or, or some, you know, some coach that is national, an assistant coach that's nationally known because he's produced X, Y, or Z players over the years or, or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, and we've seen Nebraska go out and, and get some really good assistants in the past that weren't necessarily fits and they don't last long. They just don't. They're, the 
it's like trying to mix oil and water on the coaching staff sometimes when you bring in somebody from the outside that is not necessarily um, you know on the same page as far as scheme or on the same page as as far as personality or, or whatever you know and, and a lot of times those elite recruiters or, or elite coaches I mean they, they don't want to be taking direction they want to be doing their own thing and and so and I, and I don't think that's good um, so the very first thing that Scott Frost has got to do is, is go out and find somebody that's a natural fit and obviously uh, Mike Dawson is a natural fit he's been on the staff before he knows the scheme uh, he's even familiar with a lot of the players players on the team and so uh, and he's recruited some of the guys that are that are on the team so um, I think it would make total sense if if that's the direction that they end up going and he he led the charge Nate with Ty Robinson right yes well and and a lot of other guys too I mean Nebraska kind of had to start from square one with Nash Hutmacher people forgot that um, Nash and Mike Dawson were very close uh, during the recruiting process and and when Dawson left and Tony Tuioti came in um, you know I, I don't think I think Nebraska was still definitely an option for Nash, but he he needed to try and get to know Tony Tuioti and and see you know if there was still that type of connection there. Um, and you know there was a little bit of a period there where you know I felt like maybe Wisconsin, um, you know, or, or Iowa or, or or Oregon or whatever could kind of sneak in there because Nebraska was going through a little bit of a transition because Nash was so close with uh, with Mike Dawson. Um, you know, and he led the charge with a lot of guys. He was. He was involved with Ramir Johnson. He kind of opened the door up for Ryan Held to, to kind of uh, to get Ramir Johnson out of New Jersey. Um, and, and when he left, they did lose a lot of their connections in the East Coast. So, um, you know, this is – I think people have a short memory sometimes. And, and I know a lot of people on, on the Red Sea Scrolls were saying, well, he can't – he's not – Everyone wants a new flavor. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is he, he can recruit – uh, he is a good coach, and he's familiar with the staff. I mean, all the pieces kind of line up and make sense. And then lastly, guys, I don't want to get too long in this one, uh, but it's official, now official, on Maurice Washington. Um, he's in the portal. Um, we, we had the story Friday that he was leaving the program. Nebraska announced it later on Friday as well um, that, that it was a done deal with Maurice Washington. Um, I think the bigger questions are, you know, what will happen with his legal situation, and then will somebody take a chance on him, um, you know, as long as the legal thing moves forward? But it, it's just an unfortunate ending to something that had a lot of promise. A lot of good people went out of their way to try to make it work with Maurice Washington. And, and I wrote this on Friday last week. You never really felt like Maurice truly appreciated the amount of good people that put their name out there for him to try to help Maurice. He, it just never felt like he really quite understood that a lot of people went out of their way to try to make this work. And at the end of the day, it did not work. Well, and it was just one thing after another, you know I mean? Just the off the field stuff, obviously with his legal stuff, but then, uh, you know, the, the getting busted with marijuana paraphernalia on campus in a dorm, like you're not even trying at that it point. It was a hot pipe. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, some of the stories about just basically doing whatever he wanted with the training table and workouts and stuff like that. Basically like he, he acted like the rules didn't apply to him. And that's probably because he's always been so good that he never had to be held accountable. And now it finally reached a breaking point this season where the juice just wasn't worth the squeeze. And when he started doing stuff like taking inside runs and bouncing them outside and basically just doing whatever he wanted, uh, he finally crossed the line to where Frost was like, you know what? You're an extremely talented player. But yeah, you're at, at this point, you're a liability. And so, you know, you, you hope that 
at some point it clicks with him and he gets his life back on track. He's obviously an extremely talented player that, um, you know, has a lot of potential, but until he figures out all that stuff off the field, um, his, his ceiling is going to be uh, very low capped. Well, and, and it goes back before Nebraska even. I mean, <laughs> this dude was living in Deion Sanders' home during high school. And so <clears throat> he's had a lot of opportunities, uh, and it just for whatever reason has not clicked. So you hope that you hope that he kind of can get it together. Um, you know, I, I want to know if there's odds anywhere on, on Oregon State maybe coming in and <laughs> taking, see if they can make another Nebraska <laughs> player work. Choice, yeah, right. right. All right, guys. Well, when we come back, Jay Foreman is going to join me here in studio. We'll talk to Jay Foreman about a number of things, um, including uh, Jovan DeWitt, that situation, and uh, just the staff in general and in Nebraska in general, and get his thoughts on all those things next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.